Hi. Uh, it's another episode of First Adventures with me, Natalie Jones. How you doing? This week, we have Rudy Harris. So I met Rudy Harris actually through my film contacts and my old boss, actually, um, from the Mountain Film Festival that's out of Colorado. And y'all know I used to live in Telluride, talk about it all the time. And he hooked me up with this guy and was like, you got to meet him. We did a project together. And then... Um, and then we just became friends and buddies, and now we're doing a whole lot more projects together that I'm excited to show you guys when it all comes out and let you know. But Rudy is a pretty great guy. So we started this in 2008, and this is the whole story of it, and I just absolutely love it. And congratulations, he and his wife, Tammy, they do this together, and they just announced that they are pregnant, which is very, very, very exciting. So please enjoy. This is Rudy Harris. They are out of Newport, Kentucky, here locally in the Cincinnati area. And he's a great begging guy. And here is the story of his success. But let's start and do a mic check. What do you want me to say? Check mm, in one. A little two. bit. How are you going to be talking throughout this? Uh, like this volume? About? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. All right, cool. Get comfy. Unless the spirit moves. I must say thank you. You are. Um, this is my first week of podcasting from home, so it's, oh, is it really? So it's all work in progress. When you come back, it might be something completely different. But this is when what I we're come doing back. Now. Yes, it's not cart before horse. I think. Well, you know, after you win your Oscar, then I'll be like, I got a dog do now. Oh, I knew him yeah, when. We're gonna circle back. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. All right, Rudy. What did you eat for breakfast? Are we recording right now? Mm -mm. You lie. This is the warm up. You're a liar. This is the warm up. <laughs> liar. What did I do for breakfast? <laughs> yes. Uh, I typically have a chocolate insurer. Really? But today, yeah. Yeah, you're not part of this, Heidi. 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 <laughs> God. Uh, a chocolate insurer, typically. Uh, but today I felt a little special. So at Carabello, I got a, I got a croissant. Mm. A croissant. Mm, yeah. What flavor did you get? Just regular. Just, just There's a good, traditional, regular croissant um you can never i don't think there's like a bad kind of croissant honestly i get really i need to i need to finagle this here mm -hmm. i get um really into pastries and i'll go through like phases of mm. i can only think about eating pastries and there's nothing else i can really do mm. croissant is always in that list or scones. i typically go through phases of breakfast mm. like i'll have the same thing for a few months and then it's like, all right, I'm done with that. And then my wife will go, are you still good with this? I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to change it up. Ah. It's like rotates between ensure just one or like an English muffin with something on it, like peanut butter or something. Yeah. And then cereal. Those gotcha. are the three. Because I don't like eggs, like at all. Really? As an ingredient, yes. But as like, here, have this thing. No, it's weird. It's gross. Really? Have you don't always like hated it. eggs? Always. Whole life. Really? I was a really, really picky eater as a kid. Really? Like, to a weird level. Mm. And it all started when, because I didn't like onions, still don't. Heidi just found that out. Or, or the whole office found that out yesterday. Um, Did you ruin somebody's food that they brought for you? And you were like, I cannot. No. There are onions in it. <laughs> no. no. I'll, do, I'll just be like, all right, fine, I'll have it. But uh, I told my mom with spaghetti and sauce. She and uh. I, My brain, my mom was like scratch making sauce, which now I realize was not the case. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, but she said... Uh, there was onions, and I bit into it, and I was like, Mom, if there's one onion one more time, I'm never eating this again. <laughs> and it happened. I also went on a hunger strike, which I don't remember, but my dad told me this, like, a few years ago, that I was so picky that my dad was like, listen, if you don't eat what we have, you're not eating. And I was four, and I was like, bring it. And apparently I didn't eat. I didn't eat for like 48 hours. So my dad was like, he's actually going to kill himself. And you were like four. So I, he went to McDonald's and got me chicken nuggets. You know what? I didn't none, know that until recently. None of this is surprising because I feel like that behavior is totally like passion, obsessive people who um, do true. who do really great things. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. and that's an, that's an artist brain. 100 percent for sure which is you mm -hmm. which is so good isn't it cool when you hear stories like that like that's a new story for you when you were like i've been this way 
since the beginning. I've been a jerk since yeah. I've been four. Oh, okay. I'm stubborn since four years old. Copy that, Dad. Thanks. I, I like. I love moments like that. You're like, okay, all right. It is nature. It's not always nurture. There's a lot of nature in there as well. For sure. Someone recently, an aunt that I haven't seen in a while, sent a picture to my dad or like sent like a, she was going through old boxes and mm -hmm. like took a picture of a picture and sent it to my dad. And it's all the cousins, there are like 20 of us. And I'm in the front and I have, oh, it's on my Facebook. So it's been there for a while. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I'm like covered in bows all over my face and I'm five and everyone is smiling just calmly. And I'm like, ah, hmm. and, and all this stuff. And I was like, well, shit, man, from day one, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I think moments mm -hmm. like that are really great. Full circle, you know? Mm -hmm, sure. So Rudy, when did you, okay. So you're from the Cincinnati area. Yeah. You're from Kentucky. Highland Heights. Highland. Yeah. I'm a camel. Camel County high school. I'm a camel. I just like saying Campbell County. Campbell County. And yeah, so I was a camel, Highland Heights, Kentucky. My parents still live in the same house that I lived in my whole life until I moved out. That's amazing. Talk mm -hmm. about civility. I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super cool. It is. I did. I was fortunate that a job or well, the last job before I had, you know, started the business that I got to travel a lot. Mm -hmm. And I still love this area. And well, me and my wife will stay in this area probably forever. But I do enjoy traveling and seeing. Where were you before? What was that? What were did what did you do? It was a company called Zone Communication Group. It is now changed, it's merged, it's whatever, but I was actually let go from that job mm. five weeks before my wedding. Wow. It was an amazing present. Really? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, it was like, terrible. It was the worst <laughs> thing ever. At that moment it felt like this is it. Yeah. This is crumbling. My life is crumbling. Oh. And my father-in-law looked at me across the dining room table. Tom, I love my fam my in-laws. And Tom looked at me, who when I asked his, I did the traditional, like, can I marry your daughter? He had told me, she's my baby girl. And looked at me. And he's also a shotgun dad, like, for real. Yeah. Like, for real, for real. <laughs> um, but so my, my father-in-law is looking at me like, all right. What time, you gonna do? It's time to toughen up. You don't have that creative video job. You better go. You better go. You better work. Uh, no, that's not what he said at all. He did. He was just like, "What are you gonna do?" So then my dad was actually like, "Man, you're young. You guys don't have any kids. You basically don't have any debt. You're already doing it on the side on our own." He's like, "You might as well just try. You don't want to look back." He's like, "You don't want to look back at my age and go, man, I wonder what would have happened had yeah, I tried." That's great advice. So we did it. It was scary, um, very scary. We had a very bad start. Like, not bad. That sounds that sounds more dramatic. We had $1,000 at all to mm. our name. And my wife didn't know this until years later. I don't know if you've ever. We have Heidi in the studio today. She's an employee of ours. But um, we had $1,000 to our name, and our rent was $875 a month. Wow. We also had cable and internet because. Life. Life. Yeah. And I wanted my wife to have the comforts of her home. And she yeah. lived in a pretty cushy situation. Like, yeah. in a very, her, my father-in-law worked his butt off to get there. But anyways, uh, so yeah, we, I started calling debtors. I'm calling Duke Energy and going, hey, can I give you $15 so that you don't hurt my credit? You don't send me to collections calling everybody. Can I give you $10? I'll make it up. I promise. And so we did that for a couple of months as things were really bad. And my wife didn't learn about this for years later. And then ultimately things got better and better and better and better. And now we are where we are today. Oh my gosh. And we did pay back all the things that we, we're, we're good. We're yeah, good. good. Credit's now? good. Okay. Super good. Cool. Checked it yesterday. Okay. Actually. Going great. <laughs> wow. So that was in the beginning. So you never mm -hmm. decided to like, I'm going to get um, a restaurant job or I'm going to get a job at McDonald's just to get some bills paid right now. Um, Stupidly, we probably should have, and mm -hmm. I know that there are a lot of people that do that. Um, we, I mean, we um, that's a good question. So, we did have the whole we had two sides of the business in the beginning, um, and we essentially it still is the foundation of our company today that we are like, all right, we are just gonna work. Like, I always say, chase, chase work, not money, yeah, and we still do that. Um, and we, we just kept on working. So we would do things for free and still today do things for free all the time. Yeah. Do, okay. Do you think that's all the time? And do you enjoy that? Do you think it's beneficial? It is 100%. I can boil our entire business. Heidi, who's to our left, sits here today because of one meeting. 
I had one meeting with one person that I said, I'll do anything for you forever for free. And she was like, what do you want? I said, you are now my marketing director. Because she was just networked in the areas that I knew that we yeah. needed to be networked in. This is brilliant, yeah. And I was like, you are my marketing director. You got to start like speaking the good word about Rudy and Tammy Harris. And she said, all right, I got one for you today. And so she got us a job that day. And then I kept on going and going and going. And every, almost every single client, I can boil down to that meeting. Holy shit. So it worked for us. And there's other people. I've told this story a lot. And a lot of creatives are like, you're selling it short. Like, you're just doing bad things. Like, you're making the market bad. And I'm like, nah, dude. Like, it's not. It's such a big market now. Like, it's like the whole, like, artists shouldn't sell themselves Give away short. themselves for free. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I get, I get it. Like, Mind you, when we say that we do stuff for free now, in the beginning, it was like, whatever. Yeah. Now we're strategic about it. And it's stuff that we're passionate about. Like, we do a lot of nonprofit stuff of people that we, like, believe in their mission and all yeah. that. Um, or we'll do, like, severe discounts or whatever. But we never say no. Because to me, I would rather somebody tell 10 of their friends about us or 10 of their business network about us than to go, well, they were good. But, or they're too expensive or they're too this, too that. I always say that's an asterisk. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be an asterisk. So like Barry Bonds is like in the record books, but he has an asterisk. Like, yeah, home runs. Yeah, he's the king. Except for but. the asterisk, he did steroids. Yeah. He was doing enhancement drugs. I want to be a comma. Harris Media is good and. It's yeah. that and statement. So we, yeah. we want to be that help to our customers and to our friends and family. And that just is like our philosophy of like, I want to put positivity towards people. Like hiring people, affecting their lives in a positive change, good things for other people and friends and family. Like, we just want good things for the world. Yeah, you know wow. I mean? Well, that's an incredible business model. We try. I mean, have you and Tammy always thought when you guys were, um, when you lost your job and you were just getting married in those beginning, those hard years, were you guys, did you think immediately, like, we should go into this together? Is that something you guys always wanted? Or mm. how did that happen? Oh, uh, yeah, it was basically, yeah, we're just going to do this. So she went to Antonelli College for photo, mm -hmm. for photography. I went to Brown Mackey College for audio video production. Um, but I started doing photos on the side. Well, we started doing, like, she would do, like, weddings on the weekend. And then I was doing some weddings and portraits and stuff like that. And then so we were like, let's join forces. Let's just do this. We can do this. Um, so we started a business named the married photogs, RIP, uh, <laughs> that wasn't part of the name then it is now, <laughs> um, but, uh, so we did weddings. We were doing 45 plus a year. Really? Yeah. Uh, 45 plus weddings a year. Um, and we joke, well, I joke, we don't, she always laughs and goes, no, but I'm like, I don't know, baby, that I always say we probably wouldn't be married today if we were still doing weddings. Really? So 45 weddings a year and you guys like crushing and you got, and you guys did the, you guys did not do those for free. No, no, no. Those were all, I mean, that was all whatever, but we also like, we, I mean, that was all for, for money. That was all to pay the Duke energy. I had to make up that debt. Yeah. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but we, we, that was like, we did a, we built up a pretty good business. We were doing really well. We weren't really having to advertise or anything. It was just cycling through just word of mouth. But any career is a whole life thing. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. every, if you're going to be successful in anything, it's going to be your whole life or a large percentage. And if you're not super passionate, like we loved our couples that we would work with. We're still really good friends with a lot of them, like actual really good friends. Not like, Hey guys, happy yeah. wedding anniversary. Um, but it was a whole life job and we weren't, we eventually became very unpassionate and passionate about it. We were just like, this can't be, this can't be life. This can't be, we call it, we still call it the married photogs dinner. If mm -hmm. we somehow on accident have dinner at like 10 PM. Cause that was our life. Yeah. Was all right. Well, finally we can stop working. I guess we're going to get white castle, which happened a lot. Uh, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. That's what we're going to get. Okay. It was the married photogs dinner. We still call it that if that happens. And we're like, <laughs> man, this is just, this is too draining. If we have kids, like, how would we do this as yeah. a couple? Like, we have a lot of wedding photographer friends that have a child, but their spouse is not in the business. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. well, I'll be gone today. You're taking over the child today. It's like, how would we do this? So yeah. we're like, we can't do this anymore. Man, but that's great. I mean, you guys have worked together 
Um, ten years. Yeah, tat tit tat tit. Is that how tat tat tat? I don't know. That feels vulgar. Doesn't. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm talking about. That yes, saying, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Since the beginning, mm-hmm. and it seems like you guys really inspire each other and have like such a strong bond. We do. Um, my dad. So we, when we bought the building down in Newport and we were renovating it last year, we had a fight. But our fight. But you've been married for ten years. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Well, <laughs> I mean, our fights are, and I'm pr- pretty sure most of our employees have seen a fight or two of us. Uh-huh. But our fights, because we've worked together are so people will like go wait that was it that was it that was it like we we will have a moment where we disagree yeah like so we were like i don't know we were drywalling or something and we had this little small argument and it was like oh nope you're right yep tammy totally that makes sense yep 100 percent, you're right and then my dad literally is like i hear him like one you know something like <laughs> rubbing something like screwing in something in a, in a wall or something and he turns around and he's like that was amazing he's oh like you guys work so well together I was like well we've been together 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 every day all day for business yeah and then also for marriage so it's like we know how to communicate very well together and so we wow. so it's definitely strengthened the bond for sure oh that's crazy i yeah. mean not everybody can say that working with their spouse has strengthened their bond at all for sure i mean I would totally say the majority can't <laughs> yeah so you've been shooting and you know making giving these gifts to cincinnati for mm. a long time now and well like tell me something that you love about because you said in the beginning you wanted to travel and you didn't you stayed mm-hmm. so like you you see cincinnati in the tri-state area through a lens that nobody else does hmm. that's interesting so we love to travel but we'll definitely live here forever yeah. but like doing travel was uh, a big we didn't get to do it last year obviously but for corona but um that's interesting i don't know i think that um have you seen the good place please tell me you've seen the good place Shoot. Oh which what, which so one good. is it what is it look which one is the it? show uh kristen bell kristen bell <gasps> dude so good um but in one moment in the show so like there's the good place and the bad place obviously heaven and hell but they don't say that yeah um and then so she at one point i won't give away any spoilers but it's just one line that she just goes why couldn't i end up in like a medium place like cincinnati <gasps> and cincinnati is a medium place it's not like so new york although cool is like i don't want to say it's a good place it's not it's like a large place yeah and a large place sometimes it's like i don't i don't want a venti i just want a grande mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. i just want a grande i don't yeah. need the venti <laughs> i need a grande <laughs> And then you have like small, small towns, although there's some charm. You're also like, man, but they, I would love to have an Indian restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Cincinnati is a good medium, like 10 minute drive, you're in the country. Yeah. It's but then true. there still is a good downtown vibe. I'm looking at the FC Cincinnati Stadium, <laughs> literally in your living room. Um, but it's a good medium place that yeah. you can still have a small community feel while having some big city and small city charm, if that makes sense. So yeah. we just love it. Like when we like we'll ride bikes during the summer and stuff, and you're just like, it's just a good city. There's so much. Hey, there's so much you know niceness what? to it. You're making me like fall in love with Cincinnati. I'm born and raised here, and I like have never been a huge advocate for it. To be honest, I mean I love Cincinnati, but I've never I been agree. like move here. I love it. I've always moved away. In the cost but of you're living, like, but you're right. It's all good. Cost of living's cheaper. Um, it's getting more expensive, obviously, but cost of living is cheaper. It's just, it's just a good. It is. I would I say think it's, it's a good place. I would say a medium it's a, place. A very penetrable city. Sure. Like it's mm-hmm. easy to get stuff done and to meet people who make decisions. And Absolutely. Like, we're all. It's a big little little town. It's a big little town. Yeah, you're right for sure. Mm-hmm. So, like from your perspective, what is something that you can say that like people need to know about? of Cincinnati I just feel like you see it like you get to see and discover so much and like put your heart into it you know and a lot of us are just yeah going through life so I would say this is for Cincinnatians and like Cincinnati so obviously I always we're from northern Kentucky Mm -hmm. that's still Cincinnati it's its own little thing but it's not we can all say like well I'm from northern Kentucky you're from Cincinnati there's a La Rosa's there's integrators you're from Cincinnati (laughs) I promise you you're from Cincinnati but there's many La Rosa's um but um the thing that I think a lot of people, I call them suburbanites specifically, and we watch suburbanites try to parallel park in front of our shop all the time. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. There'll be like six spaces worth and like, nope, not going to fit. I'm like, what are you doing? So, anyway, um, but people from outside of like the more urban or city center, okay? So Cincinnati and the River Cities, Covington, Newport, Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Um, when people travel in, they look at 
houses that are maybe a little run down. Mm-hmm. They look at the neighborhood that we're in and they're like trembling. Yeah. Oh gosh, where am I? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna yeah. die. I'm gonna die here. I mean, we have everything though. Yeah. And so I even told this to my first apartment was in Covington. Yeah. And my family was just like, oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> From Highland Heights. I call that milk. It's just milk, like vitamin D, just just uh just one note. Out there is one note. And I love it out there, but it's one note. And my dad, me got in arguments. He's like, I can't believe, you know, that's a rough area. It's like, yeah. And it's like, but if you ever noticed that, like, on the news, like, the victim of the crime is oftentimes the photo they choose is their mugshot. Mm-hmm. Like, in general, if you're in bad things, bad things happen. Yeah. And one in 10 people are crazy anyway. So mm-hmm. it's just there's more people here. So there's more crazy hey, people. Exactly. It's fine. It's fine. But anyways, one thing for Cincinnati or the Kentucky residents to know is just because something has a little grit to it, that doesn't mean the person behind that door is a bad person. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and so like we had this one project, we did it for the city of Covington years ago where we fully, and we were living in Covington, but we literally got it ripped off. Like just because that door is, needs a coat of paint doesn't mean that's a bad person behind there. Yeah. So we walk into this room, This uh, we were doing photos of Covington residents, just common everyday Covington, not like, Oh, they own this big skyscraper or whatever. Um, they uh, so we walk in, we open this door, and it's just a grandma. But if you from the outside, if you're driving, it's a rough neighborhood, quote unquote. Rough. Oh, this is rough. Mm-hmm. We open the door, it's just a grandma, and she's it was like a Friday. She's getting ready. She's getting ingredients ready for Sunday morning or Sunday lunch because every Sunday her whole family comes over. Yeah. But if you drive past at face value, you go, oh man, this is. Crazy. So a lot of Cincinnatians on the outskirts, they come to the city center and they're like, yeah, there are more homeless here than there are in Westchester. Obviously mm-hmm. there is maybe there is more crime and arguably there is more crime. But again, there's more people. If one in 10 people are, or are, are crazy. It just means that there's more people here. So that's, yeah, you know what I mean? I so do. a lot of people from the outside, they come in and they're like, and it's until you're in the area much that mm-hmm. you go, wait, there's almost no difference from the outside to the inside. Does that make sense? It does. No, it does. It's all just people. It is. It's just people. And it's, it's Chill. as simple as it sounds. It's like, it's still not that simple. I feel like um, routinely I'm still blown away by people's minds that are on the uh, antithesis of what you're talking about. And I'm yeah. like, it is 2021. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, for like, sure. Can't we all just grow up a little bit here? Yeah. You know, give somebody benefit of the doubt. And it even seems like, and even like, so we grew like growing up, we're the same age, I think presumably. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> I'm from the west side, suburbs of the mm-hmm, west side. Sure. And so whenever we came down, my parents have been taking us to Finley Market mm-hmm. since the beginning, you know. But it was always like a bad neighborhood when you mm-hmm, come downtown, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And um, I totally lost the train. I thought that I was going to say. Oh, wait. Okay. I was very excited. I was very <laughs> this is going to be so about, good. I know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, right? Got it. But, but like the city that, that was then no longer exists. It's a totally transformed city. Mm-hmm. It's been gentrified or whatnot, you yeah, know? So right. then like as as just like human migration happens, you know, um, now all those things are happening all over the city. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that sometimes is still ignored. Mm-hmm. You're like, now there's nothing. Like it's kind of happening everywhere. It's still, it's like spreading itself out. What are you going to do now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That make- so a thing that my dad used to say all the time, still does, um, is you only know what you're exposed to. Mm-hmm. And so I think the problem with, and this isn't a Cincinnati problem. Mm-hmm. This is a world problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? People get comfortable and they go, I'm only going to expose myself to what I'm, com-. it's Facebook, right? It's that algorithm thing. Mm-hmm. It's you're only being exposed to one thing. So you're only ever going to, but like the second you walk into that grandma's door that you thought was one way and it's a different experience and you expose yourself to like, wait, this is just an 80 year old grandma who still cooks. What was her name? I don't remember. Okay. But she kind of changed our lives a little bit. Like it definitely made me go, man, this makes me view. And again, we were living in Covington. Yeah. We were living in it and it made me go, wait. That's not a bad, there's not a bad person behind every single door that looks a little rough. Yeah. It's just a, per- and it's also a poor person doesn't have to be bad. A homeless person doesn't have to be bad. A, Amen. It's, you know what I mean? Like people go, oh, well that's, you're a bad person. I th- and they won't say that. I know. If they were, but if they were really honest, which I think we all need to be honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. you go, hmm. 
Is that an everybody thing? I definitely grew up thinking that and was taught that. And then when I when I started traveling, whatever, like that has been gone from my mm-hmm. mind forever. But yeah. I feel like I forget that some people still, I maybe the majority are still thinking that. For sure. So I mean, I did for sure, and I wasn't taught that. Like I wouldn't say that I was taught that. Like let me try that word again specifically from Same, a family, I'm, yeah, or a parent. Mm-hmm. It's just if you're if you only drink milk. You only know the flavor of milk. Yeah. And you put a little chocolate in it, and you're like, damn. Shit. <laughs> Wait, that's good. so much better. Oh, my God. What was I uh, thinking? But, so, this is a fun fact. I don't think you've heard this story. Heidi and our employees, and everybody knows this story maybe, but um, listeners don't. I, to my, I'm Rudy Jr., okay? Okay. I'm Alan at my family's house. They call you Alan? Alan. Because you can't have the two of the same names in the same room. And it's not Junior, it's Alan. Alan. Is that your middle name? I wanted name? to be called RJ for two seconds because I had two friends, <laughs> TJ and uh, BJ, way back in the day. BJ Harold, hashtag. Uh, I don't know, he's not a hashtag. I don't know why I said that. Uh, but I was like, that's so cool. I want to be RJ. And I gave it. they gave it a shot for like a day. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to call you that. Because like, okay, <laughs> uh, you can't was, give oh. yourself a nickname. Yeah, no. No, you definitely can't. Uh, but so I was Alan. Uh-huh. All the way through high school, like all the Campbell counties, all the camels know me as Alan. If you go out to the county, it's like Rudy. That's his day. So, and at my family's house, I'm still Alan. Okay. Okay. So Tammy, my wife, does not say my name when we're over there because she's like, I, she only knows me as Rudy. And people thought that I had like this big like alter ego. I'm Rudy now. Yes. No, here's the truth. Okay. Bring I was it. racist. Wait for it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like. A bold statement. I was 100% soup unbelievably. All right, so Brown Mackey College, okay? Uh-huh. Where is Brown Mackey College? Brown Mackey College, um, I think my department has been like, uh-huh. there mm-hmm. was like some government stuff. We won't talk about that, but up, uh, uh, not where is that? I don't even know. Off of, It's off of 75. It's, it's in Kentucky. No, no, no. Up north. Okay. So like 275, 75, like right around there, where GE is. It's like right in that area. Glendale, I think, Glen, but not Glendale. Glendale Milford Road. It's on Glendale Milford Road. Got cool. it. Anyways, um, most of Campbell County and most of the county folk go to NKU. And NKU is a great school. No dig on NKU. Um, but we kind of called it the 13th grade because it was like, that's where you go. Mm-hmm. But they didn't at that time have a good video thing. My teacher, Mr. Steyer in Campbell County was like, hey, you're pretty good at video stuff. You can make a career out of this. And this is 2003, 2004 when Facebook and all that wasn't around. And now it's a huge field. It was a small field then. He said, you only need to go to a tech school. If you go to any school at all, just go to a tech school. Like, it's really a trade. Your field is kind of a trade that you're going to learn on the job more than you are in, in the classroom, which is still kind of true. Yes. I was like, what excellent advice. Very much the Oh, my God. Now. What it's very excellent advice. We won't talk about that. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's a whole. I can, uh, I can have a dissertation about oh my God, that. If any, same. I'm like, if anything, so sometimes like, I went to NYU for film and videography. I'm like, sure. Back Dude, of the line, babe. Uh, <laughs> Nobody the amount cares. of people that go to like really amazing schools and then they come to us and I'm like, hey, you don't know anything. Nothing. You don't. And, but, but mind you, doctors come out of medical school not knowing anything either. So respect, it happens in every field. Very true. Anyways. Go to a two-year trade school. There was only two, OCB, uh, Center for Broadcasting at the time, and um, Brown Mackey. Those are the only two that offered them locally. So I go from being a 1,300-student school at the time with maybe two to five students that are not white to going to a school that is predominantly black men and women. And specifically, I say men and women because I was 18 by two weeks. The next youngest person there in my my uh, group or whatever, was like 35. So I'm 18 and white amongst a group of black men and women that are in their 40s and like early as 35. Yeah. I am fish, not out of water, can't even see water. Where was the water? But I'm petrified. Fish that never learned how to swim. I am petrified, okay? And I'm petrified because at the door where the parking lot is, there are three or four black men smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Just smoke, smoke break. I'm scared to death of these men for no other reason, because I have no other reason because they're black. Mm -hmm. When I'm saying trembling, I'm trembling. I can picture young Alan like, oh, what did I I do? (gasps) What did I do? I walk around the school to go in the front door because no one was there. Because I'm like, I can't. I literally had conscious thoughts of they'll probably hurt me. Mm. I did. I'm, yeah, I'm comfortable enough yeah. now to say I did have that. 
So I go to my school, go to my class. It's intro to like learning. Like you couldn't test out of it. And I'm like, I just did finals like three weeks ago. Like I'm good. I know how to study. Um, And they do the roll call and they say, if you want to be called anything else, let us know. And that's been my whole life. Okay. First grade. There's a Rudy Harris. I'd like to be called that one. Like that's my whole life. Okay. But I'm so scared that I cannot muster any words. So when they say Rudy Harris, I raise my hand and I put it down. That's all I can do. And the rest is history. Yes. But then at the break, they had a break in the middle of the day, in the middle of the class. Big Daddy Ken. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken Gerardo, he's still around. He's still, we're Facebook friends. Big Daddy. Big Daddy Ken, he comes over to me and he sits next to me. And he's a black man. And I've, at this point, had very limited interactions my entire life with anybody that's not white. That is no fault of anybody's other than just being in homogeny. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what's up, Rudu? And I said, uh, hey. <laughs> and he's like, what, what, what department? What, what program are you in? I said, audio, video. He's like, oh, me too. Maybe we'll have classes together. And he said, do you want to do more of the audio or the video? And I was like, wait. And in my brain, I'm like, you don't want to hurt me? Like, yeah. I was like, wait a second. Hang on. So I like I owe a lot to Ken actually, yeah. and I've told him this afterwards, like years after. It's like you actually like were a really big moment for me to go, hang on. And again, no fault of family, no fault of Campbell County, no fault. It's just homogeny breeds mm-hmm. that. And so then all of my classes, it was rare that there was. I don't think I would even say it's rare. Um, at best, it was a fifty-fifty split mm-hmm. of white to non-white. At best, typically okay. it was one or two students that yeah, were white, that's, I was like, that and seems the rest, like a lot. and the rest were black men and women. Yeah, and I realized I was like, wait, this is kind of better. This is better. Like I actually, I was like, wait a second. So then I was Rudy. So I became Rudy because I couldn't say I'd like to be called Alan in class. Oh, I just couldn't do it. My God. So that's the real reason that I'm called Rudy now. I love that story so much, and thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yep. Oh my God. That's true. Anyways. You're going to tell that story forever, huh? I will because it's important. Like, it honestly, it was important for me, but it's important for everybody to realize, like, just because you're not used to something doesn't mean it's bad. Mm, You know what I mean? Yeah, breaking boundaries. Do you feel like you get opportunities to do that um, with with Rudy Harris Media now? Like, would you? Huh. To what do you mean? Say that again. Ask the question. Um, you well, you were saying how just because someone's different, you know, or mm. whatnot, you know. Oh, sure. I mean, do you feel like you get to do that, portray that through film? Sometimes and tell stories. Yeah, for sure. Such? Yeah, we get to do some really cool projects sometimes. A, a lot of times, like we have very good clients, and we get to do some really interesting projects where we get to sort of peek behind the curtain, yeah, and see what life is really like for people, which so, is fun. Um, how do you? How do you feel about the market now being so oversaturated mm-hmm. and that going back to what we were saying, now with social and everyone has a phone, mm-hmm. you know, everyone is a, is a photographer now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's making videos, literally everyone. Um, how do you feel like that is affecting two parts, your, your business and also the world? Mm. So our business is better because the market's bigger. Really? Mm, of course. And that's true with anything if you're doing it in excellence. Okay. That's true with any field if you're doing it in excellence. Okay. Having more restaurants in a city doesn't mean that your restaurant, unless it's bad, is a bad thing. It means it's a good thing. That means more people are going to come to eat. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. If the market's bigger, the market's bigger. You have to differentiate yourself. You have to tell your value statement. You have to say, why are you better than just going to the kid that just came out of college? And if the kid that just came out of college beats you not just on price, but makes a better product and you've been around for 40 years, well, that's time to just self-evaluate. Like, well, what did I, what am I doing wrong? You have no ego. No, absolutely not. Like, I have no ego about that. Like, it's like, you gotta just be better. And if someone's better than you, find out why and learn, no matter what age you are. So we have had people. You know, not everybody does that, like at Correct. all. That's some, something that I've learned in media yeah. so far. Correct. Trying to trying to make moves like that when you, uh, you know, I'm just saying hypothetically here. Trying mm-hmm. to make moves like that when you um, are on a team and work for somebody else is difficult mm-hmm. to do. So yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. If the market's bigger, it's better for you. Unless you're set in your ways and you won't change. Mm-hmm. And we battle that. I battle that on like Facebook groups that I'm on all the time. People come at me hard. When I say I do free work. 
Oh my God. Number one, that's Hard. great. Haters are a good sign. It is. But so other people in your in your field, like other yeah, for sure. like professional video makers? Um, yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, what do you call yourself? Well, so I'm not really a videographer like, yes, or anything. So. And honestly, if someone says like, hey, I know a good videographer, it's Rudy Harris. I'm like, I mean, I have no, like, there are some people like, I'm not a video. No, nah, I'm not like that. Yeah. It's just, we have a business now. It's just not me and Tammy. Yeah. So, I mean, we have five other employees. We have seven people on salary at mm-hmm. our company now. So, it's not just me. Hey, thanks. Thanks for that little applause. If there were more people here, I'm sure there would be more applause. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're hoisting me on their shoulders. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, it's a better it's better for us if the market's bigger. Um, we have to be better. That means we have to be saying, why are we better? How are we better? Um, and through that, like what we do um, is we create content for ourselves. We always have. We'll do stuff we want to do. Every time we've done stuff that we want to do just for fun, for giggles, it always comes back that we get work from it. Because people go, wow, I saw the passion that you want to do. So I tell people we have so many college students come out and they want to talk to me and they want to, which is flattering. But I'm also like, man, I just work. Like we just work, like work. Like what's what's the last thing you shot? Oh, I don't have a camera. You're a liar. You have a cell phone. Yeah. You're a liar. I've seen some amazing cell phone films. Yeah. Amazing. Films. Shut up. That won Oscars. Yeah. Shut up. You know how to do this. Yeah. Like Like 10 years ago. There is no, like the boundary for me when I first started there was a big boundary to have a high quality video. Yeah, there was right? a huge, it was expensive. Now it's not. You do, have a, you have it on your phone. Go do, do it. Do you remember when the red camera came out and it For was sure. like the biggest deal? Right. And then literally like the next year, um, iPhones came, like cell phones had like right. really nice cameras yeah. on them. I just remember when the red came out, it was like, <sighs> and mm. I remember like me just like being interested. Yeah. Solid in it. And like a thousand dollars was so much money to me at the time. Like and I was like, $100,000. Yeah. No, no. But, but the reds came out and they oh, were, yeah. and they were cheaper. Right. Yeah, and it. it was like, wow. Now like people can take out like a small loan and get sure. a camera that costs less than a car. Yeah. And it was like a big deal. Well, so once Canon put, film or video on their slrs that like busted the whole bubble yeah and made everybody a filmmaker and i'm gonna say this with respect but the old timers got pissed yeah but in reality there was no reason to be upset again it's that if you're not adapting it's adapt or die is true in every single field and everything in the world adapt or die you have to change or you're gonna be left behind you have to change change is good it's not bad but anyway so um so because the market's bigger, everything's better. Back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, though, that the saturation of content. Hmm, how do I say this? The saturation of content can lead to be negative. Yeah. Um, because people who are, and this is not a dig at intelligence, okay, that are ignorant to film, to video, to the power of it. They don't understand that anybody can say anything they want and it be presented as truth. They also don't understand editing techniques. Like, for instance, me and my wife are binging on Survivor on Hulu, like, basically every season. Like, we just churn through it, man. Oh, my gosh. And Tammy, now working in this Mm -hmm. field, will we know. Like, you can watch it. If you know how editing works, you go, oh, I know what's going to happen at the end of this episode. So it kind of ruins it for you a little bit. Yeah. But... Even like the cutaway shot of a snake eating this. Well, that's because someone is about to backstab somebody. They only show that because of this. And then also you can hear audio glitches. I know you always probably hear this where it's like, that was added later. That didn't happen on set. So so I think that the saturation of content, um, I think this is inarguable in my view, the saturation because there's so much, people just take things as fact as face value. Mm -hmm. And we have to be, be... be very crucial about that and even in college at brown Mackey, i did um a speech or whatever uh, i forget what it was but um what it was called what class it was but i basically presented the hypothesis that the media doesn't tell you what to think but it does tell you what to think about mm, and i mean it doesn't necessarily powerful. tell you what to think but it tells you what to think about do you think that's still true in like the tiktok era for sure like i know like in my you're, you're saying change or be left behind and i'm like i just like sunk in my chair because <laughs> i like hate making TikToks and like mm-hmm. so much, but it's kind of like you have to. There, there is yeah. no option, and I cannot do it. I hate the app. I, I turn, I open it, and I get a headache away. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel old. Yeah. I'm just like I don't want. I want nothing to do with this. Yeah. And I also think it's like really detrimental in a negative way to humans and in, in 
yeah. around oh, the world. For sure. I'm like, for this sure. is ruining us. I don't want any part of this. For sure. But yet I have to. It's mm-hmm. like a tough thing. Anyway, but I say that because <clears throat> TikTok videos now in such a short time um, will like teach lessons or tell a story in 20 seconds. And it's mm-hmm. just some kid on his cell phone doing it. And when you say they meet, what do you say? Media doesn't tell you what to do. It, it doesn't tell you what to think. It tells you what to think about. Like, do you think sometimes I feel like that is maybe like I'm seeing it go. It's telling you exactly what to think in the TikTok era. Um, yeah, I think so. so like the way, way I what, what I'm meaning by that phrasing is like, OK, so if you watch, let's watch Channel 9 tonight. Mm-hmm. How many news stories, newsworthy stories are there in Cincinnati today happening? Probably hundred thousand. We got one right here. Right I mean, now. This right is now. a plus. Absolutely. But we're going to get 10 stories. And if you watch ABC Nightly, NBC Nightly National, it's 30 minutes covering the world. Yeah. No. Obviously, that's not everything that happened in the world or the most important part, probably. But somebody decided this is the most important thing. You know what I mean? I do. So you're starting yeah. to think about it. And so now that topic grows. It's even like the Johnson & Johnson thing, like six. And that's Six. Out of millions. And that's not to say super sad for the six. Super bad, terrible. And maybe if there's more, if there's 50, if there's 100, super bad. But out of mil- like, why are we talking about that? I know. And it's, you, uh, so that's the way I think when I mm-hmm. think immediate. But so the market being bigger is better for my business. However, the market being bigger in the sense of just content, 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 the constant scroll, the constant feed is definitely a bad, I think is a bad thing. And I think is inarguably a bad thing um that it's just re- relentless visual like you have to put down the phone like yeah. we all have to um i'm i'm guilty i'm it's like practice what you preach i'm guilty of it i am 100 yeah. percent just scrolling all the time i've seen that story from my friend about their dog 30 times a day <laughs> and yet i'm still on the damn phone yeah turn off the phone so it's it's definitely it's a good and bad um for business but so what we want to do when we make our content is we purposely don't do projects that we view as putting negativity. We have said no to projects. That's like, no, nope, I'm not in on that. And I won't go through who, what, when, or where of that. But we only want to do things that are doing good things for the world. Yeah. So that makes sense. So we don't just marketing for the sake of it is fine. Um, but I think having some sort of positivity. And it's interesting that most of our clients, or not even most, all of them, do something positive they have a positive edge to it like it's just interesting how it's happened for us and do you think that that factor right there i feel like that factor right there is going to save media and Mm -hmm. that's like thoroughbred because there's so much crap now Mm -hmm. you're like the ones doing good human beings natural human inner i mean human nature is Mm -hmm. to be attracted to stuff like that for sure I agree. So going through all these projects. So we did a project together mm-hmm. recently. It was, I was so much fun being a part of it. Yeah, it was cool. I felt my um, mad props that it, my boss was incredibly impressed. Oh, I really? She thought it was really important with all of your equipment you brought. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> awesome. Check your nails. That <laughs> 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 um, was great. So like, do you have a project in mind that you kind of go back to that you use as a model of what you've learned in like, hmm. I want to make more content like this. I did this. I'm proud of this for X, Y, and Z. And hmm. we need to keep doing stuff like this. Hmm. Or you like to go back to? Interesting. Um, so there are quite a few that we go back to that are like, we, we typically, and this is kind of a studio, not just me, but almost everybody at the studio likes this as well, these sorts of things as well. It's documentary style. Yeah. Um, we like that, telling people's real stories. Um, one for uh, St. Elizabeth Healthcare, we work a lot with them. One that we did years ago was for their health ministries. So they have a whole area of um, St. Elizabeth that they actually send nurses um, out to the community. Um, it's like once a week. People come and they get free health care. Absolutely free. You know, it's like checking blood pressures. Awesome. Making it, it's amazing. They never really told that story. And they finally said, let's tell that story. And we made a video that, like, literally, if I watched it today, I would cry. Like, I've watched it a million times. I did not edit it. I shot it. Um, Lindsay Michaels, our artistic director and senior editor, she edited edited it. And that is so tough to say. It really <laughs> You is. did a great job. Edited it. Anyways. It's amazing. It's super good. So that one is one that we really, really love. We've done many other projects with Saini that are, like, we love how these turned out. They just tell a really good story. 
and they bring positivity, right? So they're bringing that positivity. I mean, our value proposition statement that's on t-shirts. I meant to bring you a t-shirt. Dang it. Mm. Ugh, I'll get you one. Um, but creating positivity with resolution. Um, so that's one of our things. That's what we say all the time. But um, documentary-wise, though, we have done, like, short ones. We did the long one, like Harvey Like Sun, which was amazing and super fun. Um, we go back to that, and we, like, especially crew, we all go back, like, man, that was so fun. Like, it was fun to do it. Yeah. Um, and it, it went pretty well. Everything went pretty well with that. Um, but then even we like making funny, quirky stuff a lot. Like, we've done stuff with Road ID um, where we had a man dressed as a dog. <laughs> to to advertise their pet ID, so their yeah. pet tags. Um, so yeah, those are like the projects that we go back to that have either been like really funny, really weird and quirky and fun, um, but also the documentary stuff. But in reality, like, and I, I've said this a million times, said this on the way over here, I get the most pride from watching our employees grow. Yeah, and and that means in professional manner. Um, but that also means like, so Lindsay to bring her back into it, when she told me that she was buying a house, one, I felt like I had another mortgage and like low key, like, yeah. oh God, now I'm responsible for another place. Yeah. Oh no. But in reality, I'm like, that's amazing. That's something that in 2011 being fired from that job, calling Duke Energy and pleading, let me pay you 10 bucks, working through all that. And then I might get a little emotional here. Yeah. But for real. I do. I cry easier in the morning, so I should have done this in the afternoon. Uh, I do. It's funny. Like Boy Meets World, just bawling in the morning. <laughs> An episode, a good, a good hit from Family Matters. I'm in. Uh, anyways, but all that work that we did to then support somebody to buy a house is like yeah. amazing. And so for me, it's like that's what this is all about. It's not. Otherwise, it's vanity. If I go, I had this. Let me pump my chest, and we had this amazing thing that did this, and blah blah blah. That's just vanity. Yeah. In reality, at the end of the day, that's mm -hmm. vanity. I won this award. My film went to Aspen Mountain Film Festival. Hashtag Henry, how we met. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying hashtag a lot. Is it so cool? It's probably not cool anymore. Who gives I'm a fuck sure. anymore? <laughs> I'm not sure I actually know what's cool. I don't either. But, um, but I can tell projects that were really good. Oh, millions of views on this. And this went to this. And this ROI for my client was like, they made so much money from this ad that we made for them. But in reality, all that's vanity, but affecting Lindsay's life and Maria's life and Max's life and Heidi's life. And then our freelancers, Brandon, Joe, Micah, all these huge amount to affect them in a positive way is way cooler. Wow. I like that stuff. I just got the chills a little bit. <sighs> I just um, interviewed a man when I was in Alaska named Bernie Carl. And um, when I asked him, he, he has been through like, he's lost millions and he had to pay back $11 million mm -hmm. once. And then... Um, I, he's been up and down the spectrum, you know, and now he's doing great. When I ask him what his tactics, he's like, let, he's like, learn from your people, let your people grow mm -hmm. and learn from them. Mm -hmm. He's like, that is what I've learned more than anything. He didn't have any formal education. This man never went to school. His, his parents taught him math and how to read. He never went to formal education. That's awesome. And, um, and it's like the same thing of like, you just watch your people grow mm -hmm. and then you grow with them. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's definitely, we, we, me and Tammy, like, I mean, we're probably going to have to hire somebody again in the very near future because our volume is very high, and that's great. That's a good thing. That's not a brag or a flex. It's just like, yeah. this is awesome, and a, it is only possible through our people. Like, and that, that stuff drives me crazy, too, when people are like, it's me, me, me. I'm like, listen, millionaire, billionaire, whatever. You literally, Bezos, you're only a billionaire because of your employees. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. Only. Without them, you can't. Without them, you can't. I promise you. So if you have any anybody, yes, you worked your ass off. Respect Bezos. Respect everybody. But without your people, you did not get where you are, period. Nobody, the whole self-made anything, I think is a lie. I agree. You worked. You, there, there is no amount of wor uh, words I can describe how much those men and women that are at that level have worked to get there fully, fully understand that. But without people supporting that, it doesn't work. Exactly. So you have to have that balance of like work your ass off, but realize that you still can't do everything to get to where you want to be. Does that make sense? It's at 100%. Yeah. Did you, um, do you, no, let's see, um, what's it called? Like not negotiating, but like giving out tasks to people. Has mm. that been a hard thing for you as you watch your biz grow? That's interesting. Um, no. Delegating. Delegating. No. Um, sometimes like, 
especially when an employee is new, mm-hmm. like, did you do this? And they'll be like, yes, you told me to, so I did it. <laughs> Stop. So that happens. Like, it does. I fully get yeah. that. Like, there is a control element that it is, because this has been, like, such a, this is such a huge thing for me and my wife and our future and, and everybody else's future. Um, but um, in the beginning, it wasn't, because we just got so busy. Like, we got one big contract, and we're like, okay, we have to hire people. Like, immediately had to hire people. And it was such a huge contract that I couldn't at all micromanage it. Um, really? I had to be like, you just have to do it. I'll check in yeah. a little bit, but you just have to go. Like, I, yeah. I do not have time for it. So you just go. So that sort of made it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is still, like, I'll still, like, check in, obviously. It's not that I'm just, like, coming in late and whatever. Yeah, um, no, it's still, we're still, still working. You know? I mean, I got to work at. I don't want to be like that guy, but I got to work real early today to finish up a project so I could come here and talk with you so that I can go back and finish up the project. And You know, I was um, talking to um, my brother last night. He um, runs an office and now our youngest brother, Mm -hmm. the youngest of five, he's, this is his first graduating from UC this month Mm -hmm. and got his first job working in my brother's office. Doesn't work in my brother's department or anything, but my brother runs the whole office, but he's Mm -hmm. there, right? that he said, I've never heard one person, when it's all said and done, when they're older in their years, regret working harder than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I've never met one person regret working hard. Yeah. Ever. For sure. And he's like, maybe people say that they um, mismanage their time and like they, they, you know, those people, he's like, that's not the same thing as hard work. Yeah. He's like, that's not the same. So always yeah. working harder. Yeah. Like, You're right, bro. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, our, our, my, the industry that I'm in specifically too, it is like, um, with colleges in mind, there's you know four or five major universities. They all now have the same uh, this department, the video media department, mm-hmm. and every one of them is graduating twenty to fifty or whatever amount of kids every year. Yeah. And most of them want to stay. A lot of them want to stay. Well, most of them. Some of them think I'm going to go to LA, and it's like, yeah. Guess what? You, don't have you to. either have to be a visionary in Cincinnati. You have to be a visionary, or work your ass off. That's it. And visionary meaning like to a level. I mean, Spielberg, and I brought this up in a group like, I hate when people bring up Spielberg. I'm like, but he is the true measure of success that he literally just snuck on movie sets, has no training, snuck on movie sets, and now he's Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Like, yes, that is, you know, whatever. That's the, the cream of the crop. But it is you have to work your butt off. You have to work so hard in our industry or any industry that it, it, it honestly makes me mad when I see talented people that don't want to work. It makes yeah. me mad or they only want to work on cool things. They don't want to put in the grunt work. They don't want to. We still do grunt work. We still do projects that you're like, right, this was just, it's a, it's a it, for our clients, it's very important. And we love our clients and we want to come through for them in every way possible. But it's not to these young college kids. And, and this sounds like I'm like 90, like these kids these days. But they want to do just the cool stuff that they see on the Twitters and the TikToks. Yeah. And, and I only want to do movies. Cool. Everybody on that set worked their butt off for many years to get there. It's not an instant in. That piece of paper and that four years or six years or eight years or whatever you trained out of school is not a guarantee. I promise you it's not. Not at all. And not most of all. the people that are working on those sets don't have degrees. Yeah. They just started working, and they worked really, really hard. A lot of them do. Probably most maybe do. I don't know. I've never been on those sets. We don't do film. We do marketing and media and commercial and corporate. But yeah. um, you have to work so hard, and I get annoyed um, when people don't, when they're just like, oh, I graduated. So I guess it's, it's my time now. This it's like, it's not, is. I promise you, you have to work hard. I know. I feel like that gets lost. I feel like it always has like gotten lost or you just mm-hmm. think like, I, I love like in my, um, life, whatever, you know, like, um, met so many people along the way that are like taking leap year, taking gap years or doing whatever. Like mm-hmm. I was like kind of a travel vagabond for a long time. <laughs> and so many people would like, not want to work in the tourist industry and weren't working hard. And I always had like five jobs and yeah. was just like, I barely sleep and it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> but, but like, no, but I, I did well in it. And some people were always the ones who didn't work hard enough would always be like sitting around, like I'm going back to school. Then they'd go get some Dude. crazy graduate degree. And I'm like, y'all are like, 
and you're paying for this and some not all of them came not all of them were trust fund babies and i was like what are you doing yeah. all right yeah. no no no. For i'm sure. gonna clean that floor for sure so it's just, it's weird to me like it's like if i wanted to be a chef if i wanted to be a cook like a chef and i know i have very many i have well, very many a few friends that are chefs mm -hmm. notable chefs in cincinnati it would be like trying to be a chef and not cooking on your own yeah, Ugh, that's a great analogy. You know what I mean? Like, yes. okay, you want to be in media. Let me see the most recent project. Oh, it was in school and you've been out for two years? Well, you suck. Right? Instantly you suck. Mm -hmm. I want you to create content every day. You know what? You I should be creating something every day. I had a moment like that that sticks out of my mind. One of my friends, Emily Ballou in Telluride, Colorado, we're mm -hmm. at the bar one night, and I'm like drinking and like kind of like lying a little bit about like I work in media do all this stuff blah 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 blah, blah whatever I had like 20 mm -hmm. jobs but none of them were like actually like what I'm doing now right she just looks at me point blank and her and I are the same age but she had she's been a professional woman and this woman hustles she just looks at me like we're having fun and she goes well what have you done mm -hmm. and I could I could say nothing and I was mm -hmm. like right there I learned like y'all better shut your mouth not and you better actually do what mm -hmm. you say you're gonna freaking do that and, and there's we're the still other side. great friends that's yeah. awesome there's the other side where people will brag on things like today uh, this happened many years ago again people come to come to us and they want to learn how we've done things how do you get these clients like tell me how to do this and it's always just like work or what have you done oh I haven't done anything well oh, that's your problem you have to work you have to cook if you want to be a chef mm -hmm. period um, but uh, very, I mean, probably I'd put him, and I'm not going to say his name just out of respect because um, I'm kind of going to diss him for two seconds. Probably top five photographers in the city, top five to 10. Brilliant, such a visionary. And even at this time when he was very young and just starting, so good, way better than me. Totally uncomfortable enough to say he is way better than I was then and still am. Mm -hmm. He's very good. He comes to me and he asked, How are you getting these clients? And I said, How old are you? And I forget what age he was at the time. And I said, cool. I've been working in this field since you've been six. That's how I'm getting this stuff. I've been working professionally since you were six. Yeah. That's how. It takes time. It takes a long time to start doing this stuff. Um, it takes a lot of work. But then he goes, well, I mean, you know, I've been published. I've been this. And he starts to, like, do these brags and these flexes. And I said, all right, let me stop you. Where have you been published? Where have you been? The cover of Time. And he goes, well, no. And I said, well, what was it? He goes, well... My friend has a blog. And oh like, my god! But but hold on, I was like, cool. What blog? Because if it's like a just no, of course it was just. Like, this is an asshole flex movie, you and I'm loving. And all so of it. <laughs> I said, don't say that to working professionals unless it's something you can back up. Yeah. If it's don't not Nat it. Geo, no one gives a fuck. Correct. And so what I said is, I can tell you that I have been published. I was the cover of a internet or mm, internationally, na nationally, nationally distributed magazine published I was the cover and he goes that's cool I said I don't have to say it was the cover of American Funeral Directors magazine <laughs> I don't have to tell you that sounds cool and I said what you just did and mind you actually that photo is like really dope and I love that photo still yeah. uh, whatever uh it's still cool um dope's still cool right too I think so mm. I don't know. know. Yeah, Anyways, what? I still say we're looking at the old... we're looking at the young person yes, in the room going yeah. hey Heidi is it cool is and it she's like cool? um, you think so what else should I say what else is <laughs> She says fresh. fresh. Like oh, fresh, fresh is coming back. Rad. That one's rad. not. That one's not. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Rad never went out for me. I've been saying rad this whole time. Rad uh, slaps. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Going to get your walker? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyways, but yeah. So I told. I'm just like, just don't do that. Like, just only brag when it's like cool. Yeah. Work real hard and brag when it's cool. But also be humble and say, Yo, I got. It was my friend's blog. Just be humble and say, I want to work. We also, when we were hiring, we've hired four people since October. So one of the two were replacements and then two were new hires, which is great. Amazing growth. Awesome. Excited. But one of the, one of the resumes I got, this uh, was a young, young man. Very nice. But when he met with me, um, I looked at his resume. I said, okay, you put on here <clears throat> production assistant. Respect. Cool. Production assistant in New York. So what does that mean? He said, well, I was in New York and I was a production assistant. I, okay, well, what were the projects or the company or whatever? Well, uh, me, uh, my friend's a photographer and <laughs> we drove up one day and I was like, and you carried his camera? He's like, yeah. And I said, dude, uh, just say I'm hungry. Just say yeah. I don't have any experience, but I'm hungry. Yeah. I would hire you right now. <clears throat> I would hire you right now to at least come on set with us right now. I'll give anybody a shot. We will. We're very picky. You have to be not an idiot a little bit, but 
you don't have to be super knowledgeable or anything, but I'll give you a shot for sure. Um, but I was like, just be honest and be humble. Don't be like, so I was like, I can say I was a director in New York many times because I've directed shoots in New York, but also what does that mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cool. Which, so? which is another thing to see how the, how the um, industry has really shifted because that's no longer, because mm-hmm. films used to only be made in New York. Things used to only happen in right. LA and that yep. you had to go there, but that's not how it is anymore. No, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it was a weird flex. Yeah, I did. Damn. Mm. Well, Rooney, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it was fun. I like your weird flexes. I could listen to you talk all day long, you know? Well, okay. Heidi, go home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, I do not want to go to work. Um, no. Where can people find you? Uh, like, in person? <laughs> <laughs> right now? <laughs> do you want me to tell your address? <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, our website, which is actually being redone right now, yeah. um, is harrismediaco.com. Um, we also are on Facebook, Instagram, um, just at Harris Media Co. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you. I was going to say, fun. yeah, thank you so much. I'm like, okay, yeah. I hope you guys do more documentary films. Me too. I really do. Me too. You're really good at it, and Thanks. it's really awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we've always liked documentary. We'll get it going. Where? we got to go do work. That's for everybody. Go do work. <laughs> Go. All right, man. Oh, my God. This was so rad. And there we go. That's Rudy Harris. He's a great guy. He's a stand-up guy. I love working with him. If you guys are interested in working with him or just checking out his stuff, totally worth it. You can find him on Instagram. That's Harris Media Co. And also his personal, at Rudy Harris Photo. Let's see online. Their website is Harris, harrismediallc.com. Again, congratulations to he and his wife, Tammy, on having a baby. And if you like the podcast, like, subscribe, do all those things. Got another episode for you coming up soon. But until then, whatever it is you do today, make yourself proud. And also remember, like, subscribe, share, do all those things. You can always get at me at natalie at wkrq.com.